Good evening. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is Into Action, Step 11, and our speaker tonight is Sherry M. Thank you, Sherry. Oh, I feel like I could cry right now. I don't know, I'm so emotional. Hi, uh, my name is Sherry M. I need to start with a prayer, and I'm going to start with the 11th step prayer. Lord, make us a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, we may bring love, that where there is wrong, we may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, we may bring harmony, that where there is error, we may bring truth, that where there is doubt, we may bring faith, that where there is despair, we may bring hope, that where there are shadows, we may bring light, that where there is sadness, we may bring joy, Lord, grant that we may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. I love the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi that's in our 12 and 12. Okay, my name is Sherry and I am a I am just such a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater today from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and this disease that was just ravishing my life. In the front of my big book, I just made an amendment, but that prayer is everything to me. What the, the ticket price to be recovered from this disease is to lose self. It's, it's getting rid of self for me. And by dying that old self, I can awaken to another life that God had in store for me. And that's what I've been given here. This is not about putting, this is not about eating, not eating. This is, yes, it is, because that is the ticket price. That's step zero slash one. And if I'm not entirely abstinent, then the, then the instructions in the big book will not come true for me. And there's some people here, so I'd like to just qualify just a little bit for some people that don't know me. I know many of you, and I love this community, and I'm so grateful to this meeting for getting started and being part of this group. I've talked to many of you offline, and you've helped me, and this is a WE program for sure, um, with the WE, my number one WE being up above um, me. Um, I uh, compulsively started eating when I was seven years old and uh, never had a normal relationship with food, and I am a low bottom, boxes, bags, eat till I pass out, stomach's going to explode, eat more, you know, eat with my hands, eating ice cream with my hands because I can't wait to get a spoon, um, just eating till I pass out. That's me, eating till I pass out. I was not a restrictor, not a bulimic, tried to be. When I came into the rooms of OA, I asked people, could you show me how to throw up? I mean, I was just so sick, and I, I wanted to have that, and um, this disease ravished me. I mean, it took over everything. Uh, I was single most of my life because I chose to be in a relationship with food. There was no room for a family or any relationship because it was me and my food, me and my substances. And so, um, yeah, so cut to, I came in via the beverage uh, program when I was 33 thinking I was gonna die from an overdose. I used hardcore drugs to manage this disease and to manage my weight, I'll say, for about 18 years. So it's just a miracle that I'm alive today. And uh, when I came into that program, uh, you know, put down the substance, I immediately gained a size a week and then another size the next week. And it was off and running to the races. And so my top weight was about six sizes 
bigger than I am now. And um, that was my bottom. I didn't go further than that only because I was only already in the other program and I was suicidal uh, and I wanted to die. And I reached out and I asked somebody for help and she sent me over to the HAL program. And that's where my journey began here in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. So that was uh, 2005, uh, about the end of 2004. So I've been here ever since. And I got to tell you, um, I my biggest wish for anybody who struggles with this disease, and for as long as I've struggled with it, is that um, you accept the diagnosis of this disease. I didn't accept the diagnosis. The diagnosis is is that I have an allergic reaction to food and no matter how many other methods I try, it's never gonna arrest this disease. It's a spiritual malady. My body and mind are sickened and I did not accept both of those ideas until I found a big book meeting in 2018, which helped me to identify and diagnose my disease because I really did think it was a manage and control problem. I thought it was a willpower program, even though I had all this experience in the other program admitting it powerlessness, I could not admit my powerlessness. And until I could accept my diagnosis, I could not get the solution because if I'm still ingesting my substance, I couldn't get the solution. So the steps for me do not work to arrest this disease and to get all the promises until I put all of the food down. So my truth today is that I have accepted and I believe the ABCs of how it works and I am gonna tie this into step 11. I just wanna spend a little bit of time on this because for me, it all goes together. The steps are circular for me and they go round and round and I work them all every single day. I am an alcoholic with food and I cannot manage my life with or without food. Do I believe that? That is the, that's the entry level here. Do I believe that? Because that is my diagnosis. And I did not. And it prevented me from the solution because I had another way. I had a different sponsor. I had a different food plan. I couldn't get the help. And then that probably no human power could relieve my compulsive overeating. Is that my truth? Do I, would I consider that? I still thought there was a human power that could help me with this disease. And so I exhausted each and every method until I was on my knees begging for help finding that big book meeting. And what, what at the end, what brought me to that was bags of skinny popcorn. It wasn't even the big ticket, large pizzas. It wasn't the big ticket items. It was the fact that I could not manage and control this disease one more minute. And I thought I was gonna die. That God could and would have sought, that's a promise. It's telling me that if I believe those two things, then God can and will, if I seek. And this ties in, you know, we start looking at step 11. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious, our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only, and I circle only as a warning, for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And I circle that, that and, and only. That's what I'm supposed to be doing in step 11. That's what I pray for and that's, what I, that's my action. And I, I started seeking God in step two, right? When I realized that I was insane with food, put the food down, I started seeking already. So we start seeking this power early on. And then it's, it's through every single step that I'm seeking this power. And um, 
Yeah, believing that I have a spiritual malady. So if I have a spiritual malady, my body and mind are sick and there's only one solution. It's spiritual. So I started seeking that. So in the front of my big book, I wrote, and I just re recently amended it, um, but I wrote, Dear Sherry, you will never have your way again. And then I wrote, and as a result of that, you will live happily and joyously. And as a free woman, from now until your last breath, love your higher power. And that's my truth. That's what, that is what recovered looks like to me. So um, seeking, I want to just mention this because this, I, I was listening to Sandy Beach and um, he does a step two talk and there is something that he does about the seeking and maybe you've heard it before and I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to just paraphrase it because to me, it really defines what is this seeking and I identify with this. He was talking about being a little kid and the first time he saw anything and for compulsive overeaters, we can laugh because he probably doesn't have a problem with food. But the first thing was at Easter, finding the Easter eggs, right? And so you're looking in the bushes and you're trying to seek to find your basket of eggs. And then eventually as a kid, you give up because, you know, you found enough and it's not really that important. And then he talks about the next level of his seeking, which was, uh, I think, playing tag with his friend. You know, tag, you're it. And then someone hides and then you're seeking them and you're trying to find them. And you can't, but eventually that game too wears off a little bit and you're like, okay, let's go do something else. And then he talks about the time when he was in high school and his best friend, his dog, um, was lost. And he talks about every single day coming home and putting flyers up. And from that day on, he did never, he never gave up looking for his dog. And he searched and he searched and he searched and it was his top priority. And he said, this is how I seek my higher power today. And that really resonated with me. Am I seeking this higher power the way that I would if my dog was gone or a child was missing? And that's how I try to seek God today. So I seek God all day long. And how do I seek God? I, I seek God by steps one through 10 prior. I seek God also when I'm sponsoring in step 12 or being of service. And I bring prayer and meditation into everything I do. Um, meditating for me, you know, and the, and the other thing about this is the requirements for step 11 are that we seek. You get to seek however you want to seek. Sherry, you know, that's 10 minutes. Thank you so much. And I get to seek however I want to seek. And I get to meditate how I want to meditate. And you get to meditate how you want to meditate. And there is no instructions for this at all. And this is what is the most beautiful thing of this program. We find what works for us. And mine has evolved over the time. And I have read, I love doing daily readers. So for me, that's what I've always done for the whole time I've been in 12-step rooms for 18 years. And every year I mix them up and I get a new, a new dose of things because through words is I'm meditating on those words and I try to take that out into the world. With, because of the steps one through 10, my mind is clear. My mind has been cleared. So I don't have the obsessive mind that I used to have. When I got here, my mind would get on, latch on something just like the food, like a hamster wheel, and it wouldn't get off. And it was all I could do was just keep getting the meetings to, to distract what was going on. I don't have a mind like that today. My mind is like that. It's like, it's mostly, mostly like that. And then sometimes something comes into it and then I do the steps and then I'm praying, right? Asking God, what would God have me be? Or I'm doing the uh, sick man's prayer or any kind of prayer. So I'm constantly resetting with God and I do nightly reviews. 
And anything I've missed during the day, I do at night. My favorite question in the 11th step um, is, um, is what would I have done differently, right? What, what could I have done differently? That's the best news ever. That's the best information because that's my ideal for the next, next time I'll try to do this and I'm resetting. Uh, a couple promises in Into Action that I really love. And this one is like, I think one of the biggest promises that's come true for me, what used to be the hunch. So, or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of my mind. So I, I've always been someone, honestly, with a sixth sense. I, I've been that kind of person forever that I would think of someone they would call me. So I've always had this kind of thing, but it wasn't a day in and day out working. Doing these steps, it's like all day, it's just there. It's, the, it's like, go brush your teeth, where's God? It's the same, it's almost like the same synapse now. It's a neurotransmitter and it's a working part of my mind because I've done this over and over and over and over. And I've seen the results of what happens. And then um, that our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane and cleared of wrong motives. Motives are everything for me in program. What are my motives? And if they're selfish in nature, then I have to not do that action. I mean, that's not, that's what works for me. And I can usually identify it pretty quickly. If I'm trying to get you to like me, if I'm trying to get, what will everyone think of me if I don't say this? That's not a good motive to go make an amends, right? I was just talking about, the, that is not a good motive at all. If it has anything to do with me, I pause and I wait and I wait until I don't have those hidden agendas. And then I try to act accordingly. Um, I wrote some notes, just some miracles that happened and something happened today. And um, this, this was showing me how that like occasional inspiration um, is really a working part of my mind. And this, this situation here only took so my, uh, and I got recovered on November 3rd, 2019. And so that's after 16 years of being in the rooms and not being recovered and then getting recovered two different worlds. I was abstinent off and on, off and on, off and on, on a hamster wheel, still thinking about food and weight and da, 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 da. being recovered, all the promises I could never have gotten with just the beverage program. My life today is more rich than it ever would have been if I was only an alcoholic. And I'm so grateful that I'm also a compulsive overeater because the relationship from seeking, I didn't have to seek in the other program because I'm not drinking three times a day, right? But I, I'm eating, this is everything. This is my primary disease. And because I am also afflicted with this disease, I get to seek this power and have a life beyond. And an example of something that happened today was my husband called me and, um, and he, he likes to repeat things. And it really, really bothers me because I don't have, it's a time thing. We gotta go, we gotta go. Like, where am I going, right? This is so opposite of step 11. But I also realized that I was creating a story. So when he repeats something to me, I immediately think that he thinks I'm stupid because only someone who wasn't smart wouldn't remember something else. You know, like I didn't, this was like an aha moment today. So he starts telling me repeating things that I already know that we've already gone over. And I chose a different action. And this has only taken a year and a half, two, whatever, since November 3rd of 2019 to have this moment today. From just five minutes, Sherry. Thank you. From just doing the work, just doing the work and being patient and leaving the results to God. Today, when he called me with the same thing, I didn't have a fight in me. I just listened. I listened to every single beautiful word that he was repeating to me. And at the end, 
by just listening and not interrupting. I usually interrupt pretty quickly in the beginning of it and let him know that I already know this so we can move on to something else or something to that effect. I listened to every word as if I didn't have a care in the world and I had all the time. And at the very end, he said to me, I know, I know that you already know all of this, but I need to repeat this to remind myself and it had nothing to do with me. Oh God, and anyways, it was just the most, and I got to learn so much about him and that it had nothing to do with what he thinks of me and this, this constant pride that I run up against and this wanting to, these stories that I create that get in the way and by just doing the steps one to 10, step 11 encompasses all the steps and I'm looking at my nightly review and I'm asking myself, do I still own amends and I'm pausing when agitated and I had that experience. And one more experience I do wanna share about because this to me is a freaking miracle, another miracle. My mom in this relationship is this is a mother who admittedly preferred my sister over me, admittedly. Pictures everywhere growing up, none of me. It was like I didn't exist. The young, the, uh, it was an afterthought. I don't even think she wanted me. It was six and a half years later. I'm pretty sure I kept her from doing something else in her life or leaving my abusive father. And this is always the thought that I had. And we just never kind of, it wasn't the same. She lived her life like her since my sister. And so all these, you know, the amends I've made and they, da, 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 da. Last week, her brother died. And again, she didn't let me know about a family member dying. This just happened like three months ago. And I was so upset three months ago of God. And I left her a message and I said, mom, I don't know what I've ever done to you for you not to love me like you love my sister, but it's so painful and I can't, you know, I left this message and then I asked my aunt, I reached out and I asked for what I need. I said, if anyone dies, will you let me know, please? Because my internal family doesn't and I don't know why, but could you? So she was on it and she let me know and my sister even acted differently and told me about my uncle. But in those moments with my mom, even though she did that, I had this thing wash over me of just God's love towards this woman and I said it's okay like <laughs> that's your choice like it has nothing to do with me it has nothing to do with me and if that's your preference and that's the best you could do and then I and then I cut to her family and I remember I had this memory this intuitive thought I remember her telling me years ago that her parents preferred her brother that's one minute, Cherry. Thank you. And I remembered that. And I thought, oh, my God, she just repeated what was done in her family. But she does love me. And then she sent me this text saying, I hope right after I had this forgiveness and go, I love you, mom. And it's done. I don't need anything. She sent me a text and she said, I hope you always remember how much I love you. And it was just like, what? Okay, and those are just two examples, but by doing this work and continuing to seek this higher power that I don't define, I don't ask me what it is. I just know it's good and love and it's everything that just flows naturally in nature and it works. And by seeking that and not going to the food. So I can't get all these promises that I'm describing to you and I'll wrap up. If I still think that I can go to the food for comfort, it doesn't, it didn't work for me for all those years. But once I let go of any food for uh, any comfort, 
and I go just to the source, it gives me way more than the food ever did. So what I hope for you, if you're new, is that you reach the end of your rope and that there's nowhere to go. And you just have to come here with us because we just want to love you until you can love yourself. And we want you to get this. We want everyone to succeed and get recovered so we can all hold hands and just walk happily together on this road of happy destiny. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you so much, Sherry. That was wonderful and so true. Uh, we'll now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Thanks, Elizabeth. Am I sharing? Sorry, I got it. Yeah, am I good? Okay. Hi, I'm Erin, Compulsive Overeater, recovered in Chicago. Um, I'm going to be very emotional during this share. And Sherry, I could I could listen to you all day long. And I love, like, your faith always, like, pours through the screen into my heart. And I, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. Thank you. Um, uh, some of you in the group text know that I just... Um, yesterday I got an offer for a dream job in a dream location and um, there's been a lot of fear around it I haven't allowed myself to feel excited because it's a very expensive place to live and I'm a single teacher um, but yesterday or you know Monday I had the interview and then I was talking to a fellow on the way home from somewhere and I was telling her how before the interview, I got on my knees and I, and I opened my hands because I know that I am holding this so tightly. Like I want it to go my way so bad and I just need to open my hand. It was like the symbol of like, I'm giving it to God. And, and it went well. And the next day I got an offer and I don't know, well, so, and then I, as soon as I said that to her about my open hands, I passed a billboard that literally said in his hands and had a pair of hands like this. And I, and I, and I was just like, I could not be more in love with God or this program than, than I am. <laughs> like in this moment, and I, um, 10 minutes before this, I, um, I did a three minute meditation in my, med I did a God letter and then a three minute meditation and my meditation has been trying to receive what I think God would respond to me from my God letter. And today it was not the first thing, but within 30 seconds, I heard the words. <laughs> Get excited. And I sat on my couch and just cried.
and I, and I can, like, I don't know a lot of things. Like, I've tried my way my whole life, and it has not gone well. But I can say, like, from the deepest place in me that none of this happens if I am not abstinent and, and seeking God's will through this program. None of it. None of it. I've dreamt of this for 40 years, moving to the mountains in a beautiful location, getting to use Spanish with Spanish-speaking kids. Like, it is a dream in every way possible. And I just, I could not have done it without this connection to God that this program teaches me to do. I've grown That's up time, Aaron. and I've grown up in church and I've just, I've never had what I have through this program. Thanks for letting me share. Jody, you're up next. Okay. I think I unmuted. Uh, Jody, recovered compulsive overeater. So, so grateful to be here tonight. Um, Thank you for both the shares I just heard. Um, they're both so powerful. Uh, and I just want to say like that reminder and the share of like the, the seeking God and, and the reminder of like, I don't have to seek God a certain way. Like there isn't a certain way to seek God or a certain way to meditate. Like that was, that was such a great reminder to me, like in your share, because I can, you know, compare myself to how someone's doing program or like what they're doing or what I'm not doing and like get in this like judgmental way and stuff. But like that reminder to just, I get to meditate how I want to meditate. I get to pray how I want to pray. Like there isn't a certain way to do this. I mean, there's a certain way to do this program, but there's like, you know, we can individualize it, like and sit and get direction our own way from our own higher power. Um, and then that like, with the Sandy Beach thing, I think you did a good job explaining that. But I, when you were like saying like with the dog, the I seek, you know, the way you seek your lost dog, like seek God like that. I was thinking also like um, the other way around, like God loves me as much as I love my dog and the way I would seek my dog that way. There was like this like moment when you were speaking like, oh my gosh, like it's amazing that I get to choose like this conception of a higher power today. And like, that higher power of mine actually loves me enough to like seek me back, you know, like, and that's always there or like just waiting for me, you know, like a return lost dog. So yeah, just grateful for this program today. Grateful, you know, for all the steps and all of you. So thanks. That's all I got. Angela, go ahead and share. Hey everyone, I am Angela, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, thank you everyone for doing service and Sherry, just so incredible hearing you tonight. Uh, oh my God, 11th step, you are, just, you are just a bright light tonight. I just wanna say that. Um, it was uh, incredible hearing your story, incredible hearing your experiences uh, with higher power um, you know, I feel like I have broken record, but lately I'm just so grateful for this group because of the fact that it allows us to find our own way, right, to that power. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, I, I chuckle when I hear people calling their higher power different things, but it's like from such an endearing place because like whatever it takes, right, to just connect with something that that I, that I'm deriving power from, right? So, uh, you know, I also heard you talking about how different relationships are now, and that by far has been my, my, my experience also. 
uh, the relationships that are changing, the, um, you know, like how important is it? Uh, I cease fighting anybody or anything. Um, I had an exchange with my, um, one of my clients. Um, he is my employer and he is my landlord. It's a little complicated, the relationship. Um, and, you know, occasionally he asked me to just, you know, meet with him. So he's a criminal defense lawyer. So I always, I always felt like I was up on the witness stand when he talked to me. Um, this last time we talked, um, he asked me to do something uh, that every single time he asked me to do, I have to fight him on it. And this time I just said, okay. And it was the most interesting thing. Cause I was like, you know, like I am a lot. I feel like I'm watching myself do things sometimes. Like it's not really me doing it. But when I said that to him, he just looked at me and I said, yeah, that's fine, David. I could do that. It was just like, there was no resistance, right? There was no pushback. So I think when one person changes in a relationship, the relationship has to change, you know? And it's such a beautiful thing to be part of. And it's a beautiful thing when we start trusting that like I have some reference points now for this, right? It really does work when I apply these principles to all my affairs, when I continue seeking this power outside of myself, um, you know, everything starts changing, you know, the filter on the lens just keeps getting, you know, clearer and clearer, and I can see my way. So anyway, I'm just so grateful that you're here tonight that you shared with us. And I'm so grateful for this meeting. So I thank you all for hearing me. Thanks. Leslie, go ahead and share. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, boy, I, I, it isn't very often that I hear my story and parts of my story were told tonight. And um, my name is Leslie, I'm a, a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, and those parts of my story are um, precious to me and they feel so private. But in this in this context, um, to hear it, you know, back with um, such reverence, um, I was just enthralled to be here tonight. Thank you so much, Sherry. Um, and my uh, my partner fact checks me, and I am no match for Google. I I I'm stunned and amazed at how little I know. I can say something with so much confidence about the world. I know my program, I know the 12 steps, I know the big book, but beyond that, I wouldn't take what I say to the bank anymore because Google proves me wrong all the time. So I totally got that when you talked about your husband and I loved that moment of surrender um, because when I have those moments and they are far and few, but when I have them, I feel that wave wash over me, the wave of acceptance and love. And the reason that I'm in this relationship to begin with, and I lose sight of that when I am in uh, my will or when I'm running the show or when I'm trying to prove something or be someone that I'm not. When I'm right-sized, I feel um, that sense of, of um, on an equanimity, 
that's it. It's just, it's just a beautiful uh, feeling. So um, thank you. And I also wanted to say that uh, the other shares tonight have also really touched me deeply. I, I feel fed by this meeting. I have all, I have felt fed by this meeting um, for the months that I've been coming to this group. And um, it's not because it's that different from other groups it, because we're all in this together as human beings, you know, but what I think it is for me is that the authenticity just keeps me coming back. You know, I, I rarely hear a canned speech in this, in this meeting. Um, people speak from their heart and that reminds me why I'm here what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm trying to find a closer uh, walk, to walk more closely with something beyond my understanding. And um, on some days I call that God, some days I call it my higher power. That's time, Leslie. So I'm very grateful to be here and thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Leslie. Well, now uh, pause the We'll stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?